bring you Amira Irfan. We are going to be jamming all about legal stuff. So if you've been wondering how to get your blog legal, this is the episode for you. So Amira, could you do us a favor and introduce yourself and uh, tell us what you do? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, Ashley. Hi, guys. My name is Amira. I am the business lawyer, blogger, and coach behind aselfgrew.com, where I help bloggers and entrepreneurs with the legal side of their business. Uh, I have affordable legal templates and coaching services, and then I also help you make money online. That definitely sounds like exactly what I'm looking for. So um, so you have all these templates. What kind of templates do you have and, and what kind of legal pages do bloggers need? Absolutely. So there are different uh, legal templates that I have in my legal store page. So if you visit my site, aesopgrew.com, you will see the legal store page and you will see tons and tons of legal templates. Don't get overwhelmed. Um, when you are starting your blog, to answer your question, Ashley, you're going to need at least three legal pages. Number one is a privacy policy page. Number two, a disclaimer page. And then number three, a terms and conditions page. And you should have all three of them on your blog before you launch. Okay, but what's a privacy policy and why do we need it? So great question. So privacy policy is basically a legal document that is on your site that informs the people who visit your blog what information you're collecting from them and how you're going to use it. So think of a privacy policy as a um, as a way for your readers to know exactly what information you're collecting from them, such as their name, their, their email address, their credit card information. And it is one of those uh, legal pages that is actually required by law. So it's not an optional legal document. Every blogger, every entrepreneur, if you have a website, you should have a privacy policy and it should also ensure compliance with different privacy laws out there. Like you may have heard about GDPR, California privacy law and other children's privacy laws. So there are different laws out there um, and you need to make sure that your privacy policy is in compliance with those as well. So now the uh, legal template that you have on your website, does that handle the GDPR and, and CCPA or, or no? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I am a business lawyer, but I'm also a blogger myself, right? So I have an online business. I also need to ensure compliance myself. So when I created these templates, I made sure that I included extra additional bonuses and provisions to make to help bloggers and entrepreneurs get compliant and in, a, in as little as like 15 minutes. So yes, to answer your question, all the templates that I have um, they're basically compliant. Uh, privacy policy is GDPR and CCPA compliant, and it doesn't take more than 15 minutes for you to download. Uh, you can download the template instantly, but it doesn't take more than 15 minutes for you to plug in your business information and begin using the template on your site. Okay, so that's pretty cool. So basically, you can just download the template, add your own stuff, and plug and play. Correct. That's kind of awesome. Now, why is it, though, that people should go to a paid template like the one that you've created versus all the free ones that we've seen online? So, yeah, that's another great question. So this is a question I get a lot of times. And if you the best way I answer this is through a blog post that I have on my website where my customers, like 50 of my customers have actually showed me that why they ditched their free legal template and purchased one of my templates. And the 
Number one reason for that is the free legal templates have loopholes and they don't have all the legal provisions in them to protect your business. That's why they're free. So um, I have been auditing free legal templates for more than 10 years and I have found a lot of deficiencies. For example, they are not GDPR compliant. They don't have a cookie policy. They don't have the California law compliance. They don't have the children's privacy law compliance. And then when you start adding all of those provisions to your template, then it's no longer free. So that's the bigger, big risk with free templates that you don't know what you're getting and they're always missing legal provisions. And then that defeats the purpose of getting a free template to begin with, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious though, what would happen to a blogger that doesn't have these kinds of things on their website? Like what is the risk? Why is it so important that we have this? Great question. So So let's talk about the privacy policy, right? So privacy policy is a legal document that is required by law. It's federal laws, right? So if you don't have one, you will obviously get sued, fined, or audited. And we have the agency that you may have heard about, Federal Trade Commission, that actually regulates consumer privacy. So if you visit their website, you will see thousands and hundreds of cases that where companies have gotten in trouble for not maintaining data and privacy of uh, readers or customers. And we're talking small companies to big companies like Zoom, like uh, Facebook, like Google, and many others. So that's the big issue with whenever you don't comply with the law, you obviously get risk. You have the risk of getting sued, fined, and audited, right? The second issue is um, if you have, if you're publishing content as a blogger, which we are, we're sharing so much information with the world. You want to always limit your legal liability because you don't know how that information will be received and you don't know what kind of impact it's going to make on someone. So you want to protect that information with proper disclaimers on your site to limit your legal liability, right? Because for example, let's say you're in the medical niche, you're publishing all these lovely articles on, you know, how to protect yourself medically or what what to do or what not to do. But then you you have to keep in mind that that could all be interpreted as medical advice, right? And somebody could take that information, suffer a negative consequence, and then sue you for damages. So that's why having medical disclaimers, just um, all of that just limits your legal liability. And then you have terms and conditions. If you don't have terms and conditions, you could be liable for refunds. You could have customers disputes because your customers don't know what your policy is. So there's so many different things that have gone wrong with, you know, over the years that I've represented clients and I've seen them uh, pay for these big legal mistakes, They that all of that could be easily avoided with these proper policies on your site. So you're saying that I can't get away with just saying all of this content is just for entertainment purposes only? That's not, see, that's that's a great start, but no, that's not enough, right? Because legally it's not enough. Uh, it's it's like me saying that I'm a lawyer, but none of this is legal advice. That's just, that's just very bare bones and it's not enough to legally protect me or what in your case, the example that you gave. So you need to give a little bit more of the legal jargon. What we call is limitation of legal liability provisions. So you need to have more of that on your site. So this way, if tomorrow you are taken to court, that one line statement is not going to really help you, right? But if you had the proper legal policy on your page, uh, on your website, then that will actually help you. So that's the difference. Um, I'm curious. So with all of these uh, documents, once you get them onto your website, do I need to reference it in every article I write or is just the fact that it's on my website enough? 
No, no, you don't. So what you need to do is um, you need to create like three different pages in the footer section of your site, like call the first one privacy policy and put the privacy policy template uh, over there. And then the disclaimer will be the second page. And then the third one will be terms and conditions. But um, with the exception of one, which is the disclaimer page, let's say that I'm sharing affiliate links in a blog post then you know that you need to give an affiliate disclosure, something along the lines that you may have seen. This post may contain affiliate links. Um, please see full disclaimer here. So that's where you're going to link to your actual disclaimer page in the blog post, just in that little section. So other than that, um, you don't need to have all three of them in every single blog post or because just by having them in the footer section, they are available for someone to look at on all the pages of your site. Okay, you've been throwing around some legal jargon and, and dumb it down for a person like me. What's the difference between a blog disclaimer and a blog disclosure? Great question. <laughs> so, um, so blog disclosure is, when I talk about disclosures, I talk about like affiliate disclosure. So under the Federal Trade Commission, remember the agency we talked about in, you know, a few minutes ago, that's the one that regulates consumer privacy. So under the Federal Trade Commission rules, you have to give affiliate disclosures anytime you're going to share affiliate links. And the purpose of that is to be honest and transparent with your readers. Because if I am sharing an affiliate link to a product, then I have a financial incentive. I've got something to gain from that, right? So if someone purchases from my affiliate link, I will earn a commission. So I need to kind of disclose that uh, this is required legally. And that's why it's called disclosure. And then disclaimers, blog disclaimers are a little bit different. Blog disclaimers are just the way they sound disclaim. They limit your legal liability. So now I'm sharing affiliate links. I am sharing all this content on my site, but I don't want to be legally liable for what people do with all that information I'm putting out there. So that's where you need blog disclaimers to reduce that liability and to protect yourself as a blogger. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Can, can you give me some like different kinds of examples of what disclaimers exist? Yeah, absolutely. So depending on your niche, like, uh, for example, I'm a lawyer, right? So if I'm publishing something about legal stuff, then I don't want that stuff to be construed as legal advice. So my disclaimer would look a little different than yours. So it'll be something like, hey, I this all the information I'm sharing is for informational purposes only. It's not legal advice. You can't come after me for anything that that you do with this information. You could be in a personal finance niche, then you're going to say, obviously, that none of this information is financial advice. Always consult a financial expert for your particular circumstances. And then another example could be a health niche, right? Like medical health, which is really big. So you could always say that this is not like, I'm not your doctor here. This is not medical advice. Always consult a doctor or professional to for your medical conditions, None of this is there to uh, basically cure you or anything. This is just information from my own personal experiences. So you want to be a little bit more like uh, elaborate. And then in addition, you need to give some legal jargon too. that, you know, that's where that's where my template comes in because it's all built in. And then you, between that and between these disclaimers, per, uh, you know, customizing them to your niche, that's how you protect yourself. Um, this might sound like a dumb question. And if it does, I apologize. But so what if you're like a lifestyle blogger or a person who's working in multiple niches? Do you need multiple disclaimers? 
No. So what, what I have in my template is what's called a general disclaimer. So because if you don't have a particular niche, then I have already drafted a general disclaimer, a paragraph for you. So that kind of works for you for any niche, right? Like some, someone like you who's in a broad scope, then that's what you would use. So no, you don't need like all these different, different disclaimers. Then we, what, then that's the disclaimer that you would use. Kind of cool. So basically instead of having to shell out, you know, $500 an hour for a lawyer, we can get a template from someone who is a lawyer like you and then just modify it for our own purposes, correct? Yeah, because that was the whole intent behind it, right? I know personally like how expensive legal help is, not just as a lawyer, but unfortunately before I became a lawyer, my dad's business got sued for $90,000. And so my dad had to start all over again. So I know exactly how it feels to get sued. And we suffered a lot as a family. And I know that legal help was very expensive. And it's a nightmare when things go south. So when I became a lawyer, with my main goal was that I wanted to help other business owners avoid making legal mistakes in their business. But I also wanted to keep legal help affordable. That's why if you visit like the Work With Me page or my legal store page, You'll be surprised by how affordable everything is because I have purposely priced my templates or my coaching services to be much more reasonably reasonably priced than what other lawyers charge. Because I know like other lawyers that are creating templates, but they're like five times more expensive. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I know like how it, it is expensive legal help can be. So that's why these templates are going to give you the same lawyer level protection without the hefty costs. Which is absolutely awesome. I think it's just a, a brilliant idea. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of templates. So I have to ask you a question. A lot of the people that are going to be listening to this show, they're either not started their blog yet or um, they're very new to this. So I'm curious, do you need these templates right away? Or if I'm not making any money or I don't have anything for sale on my blog, can I wait a while? Yeah, so this is a question that I get a lot. So a privacy policy is not optional. That's something you cannot wait on because like I said, it's legally required, especially if you're going to be collecting, if you're going to have a lead magnet, like a freebie on your site that you're build, that you're offering to build your email list, then it is something that is absolutely required. So there's no shortcut there. The disclaimer and the terms and conditions, you could wait, but I, but ideally it doesn't make sense to wait because by doing that, once again, you're subjecting yourself to liability. Because if you don't have a disclaimer, then all this stuff that you're publishing on your site, you're exposing yourself to risk. And terms and conditions are like your website rules. Like, you know, they protect the content that you publish. They also let people who visit your site know that how and where legal disputes will be resolved. So without terms and conditions, once again, um, you're opening yourself to liability. So now I, I totally get the cost part, but I'm just saying that the right thing to do would be to have all three. If you're going to need a privacy policy anyway, you might as well get all three done. And it's a one-time deal, right? So whether you get legal templates from me or some other lawyer is a one-time cost. It's not something that you're going to have to shell out like every few months or every year. And it's all tax deductible business expense anyway. So might as well have that peace of mind and do things, you know, the right from the beginning. Absolutely. Because it's better to be safe than sorry. Right, exactly. And I have a lot of new bloggers. Actually, that's like a big part of my target audience is bloggers and they're brand new. And I've had like customers send me love notes and testimonials saying that 
your legal templates were the first things that I purchased before I even wrote a word on my blog. So that tells you like, it's just, it's something that is affordable, but also like someone that is starting a business. If you're starting a blog with the intention of turning it into a business, then you might as well get the legal stuff out of the way so you can focus on growing your business. Well, speaking of legal stuff, I'm just kind of curious if we're already getting all these legal pages and things like that, do we need to get incorporated or something like that before we start blogging? So incorporated uh, is not a requirement, right? You can operate your blog without registering, without doing anything, and you would be considered a sole proprietor. So meaning your blog and yourself are one. Once you start making some money, then it is a wise idea to form an LLC, depending on your you know, circumstances. This is something that you would want to also discuss with your CPA to kind of see what kind of financial impact that would have on your finances, because every financial situation is different. But you do want to think about some sort of way of registering and incorporating at that point once you have a consistent income coming in from your blog. Because by forming an LLC, for example, you're going to separate your business from yourself and then you're going to have a shield of protection. So God forbid anything goes wrong legally in your business, your personal assets like your house, your car, your bank accounts will be safe. Um, and that's something you definitely want to start thinking about. Like, I'll give you my example. When I started my blogging business, I honestly didn't know what to expect at the time. And I was just a sole proprietor. But then as soon as the business uh, started generating revenue, it doesn't matter the amount on a monthly basis. And I knew I had a viable business. Then right away, I formed the LLC. And then you want to keep your bank account separate from your personal to your business and all of that good stuff. That's a lot, a lot, a lot to take in. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> so what what, uh, what on your website would be the first thing you would direct a new blogger to see? Uh, the first thing would be the start a legal bundle. Um, that's what you would need the bare minimum. The three legal pages that we talked about, the privacy policy, disclaimer, terms and conditions. And then it also comes with nine bonuses. Like I said before, I've, or I'm, I'm a firm believer of over delivering. So I'll give you extra stuff. So this way you don't have to purchase again and again, new stuff, because there's some lawyers out there will just charge you for upgrades. They'll charge you additional uh, legal templates for additional provisions. And I'm just not one of them. So that's what you should look at. And also you should look into, uh, unfortunately, we're seeing a high uh, increase in ADA lawsuits, Americans with Disability Act. So you should also look into ADA compliance of your website. From the beginning, it's a lot easier versus, let's say you've been blogging for a few years or a few months. It's a lot harder to go back and ensure compliance. You might as well work with your developer like from the very beginning, or even if you're doing it yourself, you should learn what is required under ADA. And I have the legal bundle for that as well. I can honestly tell you, I never would have thought of ADA compliance as being a thing for bloggers. So how do you make a website ADA compliant? So there are so many different guidelines under ADA compliance that you have to follow. Like, first of all, ADA stands for, for those of you who don't know, uh, Americans with Disabilities Act. And the purpose is to prohibit discrimination against people with disabilities who visit your website. And when the ADA was enacted back in the 1990, the lawmakers didn't anticipate that, you know, Internet was going to be a big part of this. So ADA itself doesn't talk about like website compliance. But lately we've been, you know, in the last few years, we've had courts interpret that websites now have to be accessible. So they have to be, uh, you know, there have been a lot of different courts uh, saying that websites are now under the purview of ADA. 
But unfortunately, ADA is not black and white. So it doesn't really spell out for us like, hey, these are the standards. This is exactly what you should do to ensure compliance. So for that, what we what courts have been doing or what, you know, across the world people have been doing is they've been relying on what's called Web Content Accessibility Guidelines, also known as WCAG. And under those guidelines, um, they spell out like a checklist of things that you should do, such as, you know, the common ones people know that adding alt text to your images, right? Uh, adding captions or subtitles to your videos. Uh, these are like some of the big ones, but the, that's just scratching the surface. Then you also need to look at your logos, your sketches, your visuals. So that whole, you know, checklist has a bunch of different things, like almost like six different steps, 16 different steps that you need to take. And I have a in my legal bundle, I give you all of that. So I basically give you the checklist so that when you're designing your site on your own or you're paying somebody, you can give them that checklist or yourself and you can go through it to make sure that your site is in conforming, uh, you know, conforming to all of that. And and I also give you a website accessibility statement that you would need. So you also need to show uh, compliance through like a statement that you publish on your site. And then you also need some plugins to help you out too. So I kind of give you all of that in that bundle. And this way, um, your video, audio content, your titles, your headlines, your alt text, all of that stuff is in compliance. So there's a lot. <laughs> I know. Oh, there is. It is. I don't want to overwhelm. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I saw recently, I can't remember where it was. I'll have to look it up. But um, one of the things I saw recently was that a lot of people, because of this whole ADA compliance thing, is they are starting to record their um, blog posts as audio files so people can hear it rather than read it. Do, do you have any um, background on that or, or do you know anything about that? Yeah, I mean, that is one of the things that it's not like required, but you can if you want to. That's just basically helping people, you know, um, with disabilities get access to your blog posts. The ones who can't read, they can at least uh, listen. Right. So it's not required to do that, but it is it helps. I mean, if you have the means to do that, then, yes, that's something definitely you can incorporate. Awesome. Cool. Well, goodness, you have dropped like so many knowledge bombs in just the short amount of time that we've been uh, chatting with each other. So we'll definitely be leaving a lot of links down in the uh, the show notes for this episode. Um, is there anything I didn't ask you that you really want to share before we conclude? No, I mean, I think we covered a lot. So this was definite. And thank you for asking a lot of great questions here. But uh, the only other thing I would say is that you can there's a lot of helpful information under the legal tips page on my website where, you know, legal when it comes to your business, there's so many different aspects to worry about, whether it's business contracts, legal pages, ADA compliance, you name it. So I have helpful blog posts on different topics. If you like like to learn more. And then I also have a free legal guide that nicely breaks down what you need for your website compliance in a lot more detail. So uh, you can always download that free legal guide as well. That's awesome. So we'll definitely drop that in the show notes as well. And where else can people find you online? Uh, so you can uh, follow me um, on basically any social media platform, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, even YouTube. I'm focusing a lot on helpful videos that you will find on my YouTube channel and then my Facebook group. So I have a Facebook group. Uh, it's called a self group is block community. You can join and have easy access to me there or anywhere on my website. You can send us an email. That's great stuff. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm, I'm glad you could be here with us today. And uh 
I look forward to sharing all this with everyone because there's a lot that you told me that I didn't even know about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, you know, when it comes to the legal stuff, it's not something that you think about a lot, right? Like you always put it on the back burner. So I'm happy to help. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Well, um, well, my bloggy friends, I hope you guys got a lot from this. And if you need to rewind and re-listen, go for it. And then check out the show notes for all of the good stuff that we'll be dropping at bloggyfriends.com. And until next time, may your page views be high and your bounce rate be low. <laughs>